Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. Hey, see, how are you? I, I'm yeah, good. I heard the hesitation, girl. You're going to get me excited. <laughs> oh, look, happy. Oh, oh, look, did I have to think about it? I was like, wait a minute, not a like, what day is today? Welcome, everybody. <laughs> I know, right? Welcome, everybody, to Let's Chat. I am Miss Lisa. You want to have my right hand and sometimes my left hand is fabulous, Miss Tony. We are talking to talk today about just let go and live life. We got three mm. fabulous authors on today. Teresa Howell, who is actually a Christian fiction author. Hakeem Stokes, who is an arrival. And Jonas Brinkley, who just signed to Blake Harrison's event. We were just, we just had him on the show. Blake, uh, what was that? Week before last, last week? So that's an awesome, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome, awesome show. Yes, I'm excited to get to hear them. You know, and especially Teresa, you know how we have clients, you know, we've had her for a client for the last month. And it's also interesting not just meeting authors, but meeting clients on the phone. So this is going to be exciting as well, meet, getting to meet Ms. Howell. I definitely agree with that. And I get to talk to her, you know, often, and she's great. And I just, just to hear her story and be able to share her story and experience with everybody else, I think everybody else is going to be like, what? And that's really why I had a pick. Uh, the topic today because so many people go from working to writing full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, dozens of authors do it. You know, sometimes that that is a goal of some authors. And sometimes right. you just have to let go and you just have to just live. And some people do that. You know, they just live in the moment. They're like, this is what I'm going to do and mm-hmm. make it happen. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we had those. Fabulous guest on today. Mm-hmm. We also got some birthdays. We have some fabulous right. birthdays. This is something we just started yet. Ask Raymond Storm. It is her birthday today. So if you are friends with her, make sure you drop her a little note. Tell her happy birthday. Sammy Carney, the fabulous Keisha Green, now Keisha mm-hmm. Frazier. 
Sheila Hawkins. It's her birthday today. We had her on the show. If you want to catch her interview, also if you want to catch Keisha's interview, hit our archives. We interviewed them both on the chat. Uh-huh. Damn the Ghost Rider. It's his birthday today. Eureka Johnson. It is Eureka's birthday today. I think she is under the pen um, authoress Eureka. It's uh-huh. her birthday today. Uh, Denise Bowie, who is, she has a, um, I can't think of the name of her reading group, uh, but she's also, if I'm not mistaken, an author as well. It is her uh-huh. birthday today. Uh, Mimi Tao, happy birthday to you. Uh-huh. It's a great oh, list of birthdays. That's, that's a rich day today. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. we can't shout out everybody, but we shout out, we shout out as many as we could. Um, but I think that's something we all want to add, because it's always somebody's birthday. And I do mm-hmm. try to post, you know, and say happy birthday to the ladies of my chat. But I think that when we have shows, it's just to share that. Um, and so then my happy birthday from the ladies of last chat and then allow other people to go and say happy birthday as well. Everybody loves birthday love. I know I do. <laughs> exactly. And especially when they're posted to show me, it just makes it a little bit more special and a little bit more personal when we do that. And I like that new segment that, that we just share with everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, T. <laughs> now, you know, we always do uh, references, and I got a new reference. We didn't do them the last uh, two shows, but I got a new one today in the mail. And this is my reference because I'm sorry I'm about to say this. Don't send me no inboxes. I'm just <laughs> saying I'm a reader, not a writer. This is for my observation. Some of y'all have awkward kissing scenes, not just a sex scene, because some of them sex scenes will be tightened up a little bit. You know, our motto is, it's going to be nasty, let it be nasty. If not, this is a Starbucks for some coffee. But even some of the just intimate scenes in a book, and some of these mm-hmm. books that I've been reading have been awkward, very awkward. So, mm-hmm. I think that all genres can be found in a book. You can find suspense. You can find a little street. You can find a little romance. You can find all of that in one book. We call those authors that have universal tools. So I got this book. It's called Romancing the Beat, Story Structure from Romance Novels. Kissing is romance. I don't care what genre you like to write regularly. When you put that part of intimacy in there, that's romance. And so it's by Gwen Hayes, and it's how to write um, kissing books. So if you're going to have any type of romance in your book, you should have you a writing tool. We always, always, always suggest that authors have writing tools. And some have writing tools that they use forever, new writing tools, and some need new writing tools. So it's just always have a writing tool. Um, about whatever you want to put it in your book. And you can find all of that on Amazon, right now, to how to write a sex scene. Mm-hmm. But this and what's the name is, of this book again, Lee? It's, it's called Romancing to Be, Story Structure for Romance Novels. And it's How to Write Kissing um, Books by Gwen Hayes. 
and she kind of like breaks it down. Um, she does a little introduction in the beginning, you know, most, most authors do. Um, talks a little bit about what the book is about. And it's really a new tool for writers um, to have in their toolbox, you know, a romance, uh, like a roadmap of romantic journeys uh, for the characters. Um, and then mm-hmm. I think that it's a vehicle um, to stop a lot of different references. You know, some stuff is just mm-hmm. not necessary. We call it fluff, that unnecessary stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I know that sometimes romance has to be fluffy, but then it got to be that fluffy. Some of that stuff or, or wordy, some of that stuff can go. So oh, this is an extra. awesome book. If you find it extra, yeah, that me. <laughs> but if you are interested, just head over to Amazon one click this. Um, if you do find yourself writing awkward romance scenes or kissing scenes or intimacy scenes, um, it's always good to have a tool uh, in your mm-hmm. awesome writing toolbox to help you get through mm-hmm. those awkward moments. Because if it's awkward right. when you're writing it and it's awkward when you're proofreading it, it's awkward to the reader. Exactly. You know, Lisa, that's that's a good point because, you know, we always try to tell our clients, and especially when I'm editing something, to show more and speak less. That's that's not that's easy right. to do. But I just finished the book, and I wanted to make sure I let you know you got to pick this up because we had them on the get, uh, as guests not too long ago. It was by Arthur Hood and Celebrate. The name of the book is Sadistic Saturdays. Girl, I had to inbox the both of them, and you know I don't be going into nobody's inbox and tell them what an oh, awesome job, huh? Mhm. They did an awesome Absolutely. job, Leash, Arthur Hood, and, and Forever Red, the Saturdays. Girl, I I passed up going to the gym to finish up this this book. It was so good, and I dare anybody that's reading it not to try to find out if those. That club actually exists. That's how good it is. These they the they, the two pins flowed seamlessly together. They showed it. They described mm-hmm. it. They didn't do a whole lot of talking because I just that's mm-hmm. how much I love this book. And I just I gotta let Lee know because we always say this: show more and talk less, and Absolutely. afford all that fluff. So I highly recommend and that you know book. What? And, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Make sure you guys head over to Amazon. One click to this to this Saturday, right? Yes, by Arthur Hood and Forever Red. Yes, and you know, show and tell. The difference between showing and selling is the difference between bringing a reader into your book mentally and emotionally, opposed to just physically by sight. Uh, a lot of times when you're selling. It's really just words on the paper that the reader is reading, and they're not being pulled into your world. And as an author, it's really important that you pull them mentally and emotionally into your world. And the best way to do that is by showing them. Um, for instance, you can say, well, you know, you have a lot of people that I call her the chief. You know, she seductively walked in a room. Okay, what was seductive about her walk? What did she do? You know, when people are talking in dialogue, you know, somebody's moving their hand, somebody's doodling on some paper, somebody's doing something. They're not just sitting there, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? You know, it's always something. you got to put some action and movement in there. And that helps mm-hmm. allow the uh, reader 
to be able to play back whatever it is you have pulled them into. They're playing that in their head as a video. Sometimes they're painting a canvas, but they are replaying your story in their book. So you're telling them what to paint. You're showing them what mm-hmm. it looks like. If you just tell them, then that leads the reader to assume, oh, I guess she's that productively walk like this. You know, you want to really pull them into your world. And that's how you hook a reader. When you mentally and emotionally have them in your world, I don't care if you write something on the back of a potato sack. If you say, see, stop, run. Everybody's going to get mm-hmm. that book. They're going to get the potato sack, and they're like, girl, did you read that? Yes, that was everything. Yes, I got my life. That's what readers do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Who readers? <laughs> but I highly, I said, I got to let Leisha know this book had everything that we are always talking about and trying to, you know, give our our listeners and our clients that we work with um, behind the scenes and just a really good overall book. I really enjoyed that book. And it's been a minute since, since you heard me talking about a book like that. <laughs>
and strong Roll up one whip and I'm gone Yeah, how you doing love? What's your name, number and sign? You so divine, let me look at you from behind Yeah, your body banging, coke bottle, some type of model Digging how when you move through the crowd, the eyes follow Got my attention you got my head spinning, the kind of feeling that got you tripping so revealing. Mind state of a hustler, your style so appealing. I'm looking for a trip to Bolivia if you willing. The boy taking Szechuan State and take a break from the day to day. We can get away on a holiday. Vibing, coasting, bragging, boasting. Chopping it up back to back, blunts in motion. Hugging the ocean, shopping, copping, designer. Baby, tell me how that sound. I want the finer things in life. A1 weed, papers, and pipes. And we can get it right. I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone You are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. We are back. We are back. Welcome to Les. We are back. We are back. Welcome to Les Chat. I'm Miss Felicia. You know I'm here with my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We're talking and talk about just let go and live life. We have our first guest, the fabulous Teresa Howe, who is a Christian fiction author. Uh, her freshman, her first release is That Church Life. Let me tell y'all, mm-hmm. y'all, this one right here, it is not just your average Christian fiction book. She got a little suspense in there. Yes, she 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 she, she turned it up a little bit. I was like, mm-hmm. wow. Hi, Teresa, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Hey, girl. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. How y'all doing? We are yes. good. Welcome to Let's Chat. Now, for everybody that does not know who you are, they're not familiar with your pen, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. All right. I'm a first-time author, came out in May well, published the book May 2016, um, just decided to write. Um, it started off just scribbling, and the next thing I know, I had a novel. So that's me in a nutshell. Um, I'm an educator. I've been in education now for about 14 years, um, all these years teaching children how to read and write, and then I dropped the book all of a sudden. So I have three children. I'm not going to tell their age because then I'm going to be telling my age. Got a little hubby. I know, that's right. (laughs) And I live in Durham, North Carolina, presently, originally from Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, Bean Town. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now, tell everybody a little bit about that church life. It's a a Christian thriller suspense. Um, Sometimes I don't even like to call it Christian because it really expands across genres. And basically it's about these three women who graduated from high school, left the church to kind of explore, and came back together um, five years later and went started going back to the same church and ended up in a lot of church drama. Um, of course, there's a man involved somewhere in a scene, and mm-hmm. he's part of 
the major drama. And then there's a twist at the end that I can't reveal, but um, it has the readers going, and they're asking for part two already. So I'm working on that right now. Oh, that's nice. So it's not your average Christian book, so you're going to have some surprises when you dive into the between the pages of this book. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> now, what made you want to write um, a Christian, a Christian suspense type um, thriller? I'm growing up in the first, church. Um, my book. Yeah, um, growing up in the church myself, I have seen a lot of drama, and I couldn't just say, "Hey, this is what Sally did." So I made my characters into like six people into one, and I thought it would make a good story. So there, there, there is drama in the church. Yeah, church and <laughs> all true. roses and and daisies and all that. There's there's drama in the church. So um, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. put all the things together that I've experienced in created this story and of course I added some because you know I'm a little dramatic myself so you know this is Tony and you say that drama in a church that is so true because sometimes that's why people are actually in church because of the drama that's going on so you know where you go drama follows exactly exactly so I have and I still have a lot of drama to tell that's the piece of it <laughs> Wow. <laughs> she said she's not finished. I'm not now, finished. when you decided to start all. writing, who was your biggest supporter um, when, you know, you decided to step out and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do? Probably my family. Um, I was going through some things. My grandmother had passed, and I took it really hard, and it was actually my mother-in-law that said, hey, why don't you, you know, write letters or tell her how you feel and things of that nature. So I just started scribbling, and the next thing you know, a year later it was a book. And so my family kind of put up with me with my 52 to 55 uh, versions of it before it came out, scrambling around trying to put it together, listening to me Mm -hmm. scream, missing some meals, you know. So Mm -hmm. my family was the biggest supporter. Mm, wow, that's that's great support. This is Tony once again. You know, Alicia and I, we have to identify ourselves because they say we sound alike. So we try to remember to let you know who you're talking to. Yeah, <laughs> you do sound alike. <laughs> <laughs> now, as an educator, I know that life can be so busy, and on top of that, having a family, children, and a spouse. Now, when you first started, you know, just writing, just to be writing, and you look up to see that you now have a novel, was that your intention when you first started penning that, that your notes? Not at all. Not at all. Um, mm-hmm. It just all pieced together. Um, the, the beginning stages, it was just, you know, let me scribble. I thought of even doing like a some type of uh, biblical scripture book, uh, the daily prayers. And then I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's not my personality. I'm the comical type. I like to make you laugh. I say silly stuff. So a lot of the characters that are in the book that do some crazy mm-hmm. stuff, you know, you, you kind of know where they come from because it's just <laughs> Teresa being her silly self. <laughs> <laughs> That's that extra spice you add to it, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with 
that. Now, outside of your personal experiences, what kind of research did you do for um, your book? Well, being a new author, I had to learn how to transition from chapter to chapter. That was my biggest issue with my writing technique. I didn't know how um, that was supposed to, like I would have a character just plop in one place, and then they see, you know, she's talking to somebody else. You're like, where did this character come from? So I spent a lot of time trying to transition characters from chapter to chapter and trying to make connections and being very explicit about, you know, where this person came from, how she came into the scene, and that took a lot of practice being a, a new author. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, this is Tony. You know, we always loved hearing the passion and the journey of first-time authors. And I'm going to go back to you being an educator. It's different when you're sitting and you're, you're grading papers from, from assignments you've assigned your, your students. How difficult has it been being an actually published author that you're surprised at? Yeah, so teachers, we think, well, people in education, I taught for eight years, but I'm a, a director now, but in education, we think we know it all. Um, and we mm-hmm. think that, you know, we have the validation by our degrees and our certificates and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, we really don't. So even though we teach these children these techniques, we sometimes forget to apply them ourselves when we're writing. And that was mm. my biggest thing. I can teach writing all day long, but when it came to me actually following those same techniques or rules, I kind of left a lot of things out. So um, mm-hmm. I had I had to get it edited about 50 million times. Next time I'm coming to you, Tony, <laughs> be, on, be on the call next time for the editor because, uh, yeah, it was a long journey. I'll tell you, see, I'm telling y'all, Miss Tony, she got she got a the best reading eye and one of them hardcore red pens. I'm just saying. Well, I wish I knew her before I put the book out because I'm just saying I was struggling. And I was like, I need some help. But um, my it's original editor, yeah, she she did what she could do, and then I had someone else come behind her and. Um, it was a lot, and the mm-hmm. book is like 370 pages, which is wow. kind of massive compared to most books. But mm-hmm. me not really knowing format and things of that nature, it, I kind of expanded it too much, and I could have mm-hmm. actually had my part two within those pages. But, you know, you mm-hmm. live and you learn, so. That's true. It's, that's so true. Absolutely. Now, this is Leisha. What, what what part of your life, um, at any point, um, any milestone, have you been most satisfied or or excited about something that um, you have accomplished? It would probably be um, the career path that I chose. Um, I really enjoy being around children and helping families. Um, right now, I'm dealing with children with special needs, and I'd like to direct a program at a school and just helping families kind of connect to regular ed teachers and getting the things that they need for their children. Um, so that's been, that's made me the most proud to see, you can actually see that you've made a difference in a family's life when you've given them the tools to use in an educational setting. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And I also do some, like, community stuff. I like empowering women, having talks, as I call them, real talks with women, Um, being a Christian and all, because I I wasn't a Christian all my life. You know, Uh it's easy for me to relate because I had a little street in me. And, um, (laughs) yeah, there's a past life. So, you know, it's easy for me to kind of connect and, you know, help people through things you know, when they're trying to reach God. So, yeah, those are those are the most things that I'm proud of, making the connections with women, having the communication, and helping students and families. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, this is Tony, and you know okay. I'm going to delve in that a little bit better, a little bit deeper, Teresa, so get ready, girl. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. <laughs> you know, um, you say you wasn't always in a church, got a little bad in you, and who doesn't? You know, that just gives us a little bit of flavor. Now, your first book is that um, Thrill of Suspense, Church Life. What did you read growing up? I mean, were you reading things that you shouldn't have been reading, girl? What were you reading? Now, look, you know I'm not going to say that on the air. You know I got the church people listening to me. <laughs> we don't tell nobody. We don't tell nobody. We're not going to tell nobody. <laughs> Honestly, I I was a little nerd. I was like a Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys type reader. I loved that whole, I had like the whole, anything that was ever written about Nancy Drew or the Hardy Boys, I had the book. That was my I love them too. (laughs) Yeah, and and I was very um, historical. I love history, so my dad bought me like this big set that was about 50 books for me to read about anything and everything from A to Z. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was on the I was on the little nerd side. I didn't start, like, really reading books that I shouldn't be reading until I got grown. Mm-hmm. We're not uh-huh. even going to talk about what genre or what it was about. <laughs> We're not going to go there. <laughs> okay. We'll keep that a secret. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, when this is Leisha. If you could do something over again, what might you have done differently throughout your literary journey? I probably would have started writing earlier um, in my life. I never had the courage when I was in my 20s or younger to write a novel. Um, I was told from school, from teachers and people of that nature, you know, why don't you write a book? You're a good writer. But never Mm -hmm. really took it seriously until I got you know, up in age and started having children. And I was like, oh, I can write a book. But if I wish I would have done it a little bit earlier because now I'm in a rush to get all these books out. And I'm like, my age, I'm like, my attention span is like, okay, I cannot <laughs> write 10 books in one year. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I envy the younger writers who can just pop out books that are quality books, you know, and have a mm-hmm. successful career with it. Mm-hmm. So I wish I would have done that. But you know, um, Teresa, this this is Tony. You know, you talk about quality and popping out those books. I, I, we, Lisa and I have learned since we've been doing this and come into contact with so many awesome authors that sometimes you just have to live with those characters, let them marinate in your life, be a part of your life, and it takes time. And you don't want to rush greatness. So the fact that you're not putting out 10 books a year is no problem because us as readers, we can tell when a story is rushed. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he just threw mm-hmm. these words just to get a book out. You know, why? and that tends to make you not 
really rush to pick up the next book. So please just just take your That's time. Right. Let the characters marinate. Let them live with you. Let them go through the emotions. And when it's mm-hmm. ready to come out, it'll come out, girl, and it'll be all the better for it. That's just my little soapbox. Absolutely. <laughs> and I would say well, I, it I is a vision, too. Um, what What is your vision? Everybody's vision is different. If your vision is beyond um, Amazon, then you have a different mindset. If it's beyond social media, then you have a different mindset. You have New York Times bestselling authors. They don't put a book out every other week. They don't put a book out um, every six months. You know, you have some that put it out once a year. Some may put out, you know, two a year. So I think it all depends on your vision, um, how people Mm -hmm. are receiving the book. And I think a lot of times authors forget to pace themselves because you want to give people time to chew on whatever it is that you gave them, chew on it, talk about it, and get that word of mouth rolling around. Because we always say, you know, when you're a new author, the really the only thing that you have is your personality if nobody has really read your book. So you're really getting out there. I call it mixing and mingling, meeting people on and off social media because, you know, social media is maybe only, I'm going to say a quarter of what's going to be required to kind of push your brand and, and push your career. you got to go outside sometimes and meet some folks. So mm-hmm. I think that it, it's really up to you. I would say, you know, when if if you have a feeling that you want to put it out, then that's different. But like you were saying, you know, people are in your inbox, mm-hmm. those are the ultimate readers. The ultimate readers yes. are the ones that they they want to know when's the next one. They inbox every other day. You know, when you write book two, make sure you read book one because the ultimate reader will be like, well, you know, page 65 and book one, such, 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 such happened. So in book two on page 94, this happened. I don't understand how, to, you know, they will run it down. They will run down your book from beginning to end. Yes, they will run down. They you do. got four books in the series. They'll take it back to the first book and bring you back to the fourth book and then tell you, uh, you missed this bit of information here. <laughs> yes. I See, I was in their box. Yeah, one lady that I have, I cannot, I'm, and I'm mad because I can't remember her name because she is a faithful, faithful person. Um, she's like, look, I need to know what you're going to do with Missy's mother because I'm really tired of her. Like, like, in the next story, can you, like, throw her down the stairs? And I'm like, no, I'm, she, she can't get killed off just yet. And she's like, well, I need her to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and she's serious about that thing. She was like, she doesn't need to be in the next book. You just need to X her out. I'm like, wow. Let the, let the girl's mama live. She, she. That's so, an yeah, you can read that, Teresa. <laughs> yeah, she definitely is. And she, she checks in every now and again to say, you know, do you have a date? Do you have a time that you're going to put it, put it the second one out? And I'm like, no. Nah. I don't even want to put a date because I, I just want it to be right. So Right, exactly. You don't want to box yourself in. Exactly. Yeah. Cause my, my goal is to really continue to get better in my writing and, you know, not to just produce just because people are saying produce, but I really want to have quality stories, you know, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. when I leave this world, my children can be proud of my writing. Right, exactly. Leave that heritage. Now, this is Tony. Before you leave the chat room, I'm going to give you a fun question. How's that? Okay. 
Okay, if you were a superhero, what powers would you possess? Ooh, we. <laughs> wow. Like, <laughs> like I can only pick one power? Um, no. We women, we can pick as many powers as we want. <laughs> That's what I'm talking uh-huh. about. Girl, if I have yes. power. We the best own of the nation. We could, we could do it. Let me, mm-hmm. let me tell you something about power. If I had a power, if I had a cape with that power, every uh-huh. time a man would see me, he would open the door, he would stop so I can go past him, and he wouldn't cause traffic. He would go to the ATM and, and pull out a little something-something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I like them powers. <laughs> I want to run men. I want, I want them to be the ones... Making them do stuff. <laughs> oh, this sounds like a book, Teresa. If I must say so myself, girl. <laughs> Look, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Because I'll be inboxing you after the show talking about, so what do you think that the one should be about? And you know I the will. empowered <laughs> woman. <laughs> well, you know, there's a new market. There's a new market for femdom books. Those are the feminine dominant females characters um there's a lot of people that dabble in bdsm and there there's a new market i think that's opening up for um dominant feminine characters so mm-hmm. hey you, oh, you wow. can that, keep that it clean and put so it in there and make her the boss mm-hmm. and then a christian superhero kick yep there you go. <laughs> so are you opening up a whole new genre, Teresa? <laughs> hey, you got to start somewhere. Yes, girl. <laughs> well, please shout out your social media handle so everybody can follow you and uh, anything that you may be having coming down the pipe that you can share with us. All right, social media, Teresa, W-I-V for Twitter, Teresa B. Howell 1 for Instagram, Teresa B. Howell, the author for Facebook. New things coming out would be um, a book called Delayed But Not Denied, um, and it starts to talk about um, molestation in the church, and then mm-hmm. there's part two of that church life. That's what I'm working on now. All right. Now, we have a hand up. you mind taking a call before you leave? Sure. Okay, Lisa, you want to grab that? I got 973-517. You are live in the chat room. What's your name and where are you calling from? Good evening. It's good, but I didn't press 1 unless it did it hey, by mistake. Okay. All right, I'm just hey, listening. How are y'all? Okay. You're good. How are you? Thank you for supporting. No problem. Thanks, Giz. Good night, y'all. Good night. <laughs> She's always supporting us here on Let's Chat and Real Raw Radio, so we appreciate her. Must have been a, a, a mistake by her um, pressing that, but I think we got another hand up, Leash. Yep, we got two six seven five five nine. You are live in the chat room. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, it's Heather. How are you? Hey, Heather. Hi, Heather Butler. Hi, Heather. Hey, hi, ladies. The ultimate <laughs> literary agent. If y'all need a literary I don't know, Heather, like, if she sends somebody else over here to me, <laughs> if you're looking for a literary agent, you got Heather 
butler. <laughs> I just wanted to call in, of course, and support you guys and say hey to T. And hey. thank you for my way. <laughs> That's my new BFF, y'all. Y'all just don't know. Yes, yes, but, you know, that's that's my buddy. So one thing I've realized, like, I'm very, I think you guys know my personality and you send me really good people that um, totally my, my personality just clicks with and we just mm-hmm. bond and you sent me a good one. Thank you. <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> and don't don't be don't be sharing her services with anybody. I will be the last author that she takes on. Okay. Nobody else can come on the team. This is it. We're done. Okay, Heather. I know. I know. Yeah. I, I know you I gotta share like four, I gotta share her with like four other people. Like, I gotta share her with like four other people already. I'm like, oh, if you're looking for a literary, I went to a, a event in um, New York, and um, I met a, um, a a BDSM author who writes femdom books, and um, she's an independent. Mm-hmm. Author and I was like, oh, if you're looking for like a literary agent, you should look up Heather Butler. Oh, she's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Nope, don't do it. Don't do it, Heather. Don't, don't do it. What do you I need, Heather? You. What you need? I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. I, I got it. I know. We're going places. I know. I know. Trust me. I exactly. got you. <laughs> and I'm doing nobody else. That's right. right. I have everything in that, so you know, she's just doing the thing, you know. And I mm-hmm. was just so amazed with everything that she accomplished, even before I came on the scene. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think she's just awesome. So, thank mm-hmm. you. Great oh, job, I think you're awesome too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so have you enjoyed well, the show, Heather? Connection. Would I'm you having ready? a color purple moment? Oh, <laughs> have you enjoyed the show, Heather? Yes, I enjoyed the show. You know, I'm listening to the whole thing. So I'll be in. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to be. I know Teresa's going to be there, but are you going to be in Atlanta in October for the kickback? Uh, yeah, I'll be there. Kick? Okay, Teresa's going to be there. Yeah, I won't be able to make yeah, it out. Okay. Well, we'll definitely catch up and keep doing what you do. Thank you for everything. Good job, Teresa. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Have a good night. Thank you. Okay, you too. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. We love Heather, but love her. Yes, we do. I love her, too. Now, Teresa, we do appreciate you taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to come and kick in with us in the chat room and just share your your journey and your time with us. Before you head out the chat room, make sure you shout out all of your social media handles so that people can reach you and where you can get your books. All right. Teresa, W-I-V, Twitter, Teresa B. Howell, Facebook. Um, TeresaBHowell.com is the website, and what am I missing? TeresaBHowell1 is for the Instagram account. You can get the book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, Smashwords, iBooks, mm-hmm. yeah. Website TeresaBHowell.com. 
or, you know, you can just inbox me, and I can personally send you an autograph copy to your house within the next two to three days. Hit me up. right now. (laughs) There you go. It's that easy. Just hit her up in the inbox and make a little comment about the book as well. (laughs) Yeah. Put up a review. Yeah. Get those reviews going. You got to get Amazon popping again. Tell her that. Tell her that Alicia and Tony sent to say, Alicia and Tony sent me from Let's Chat. Mm-hmm. We'll tell her we sent you. All right. But yes, thanks that's how again we do for joining it. us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, ladies. I can't wait to meet you in person. I think you two are fabulous. I know we've been oh, talking back and forth, but you, I thank you for the support and all the things you've done to help me push this book forward. So thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome, and thank you. You have a great mm-hmm. evening now. Absolutely. All right. You too. Take care. Okay. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Good night. I just love her spirit. I love working with her. I worked with her for the last um, month. I just love, love, love her spirit. She is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to take a brief break. I hate um, and I just said that. I really do. <laughs> I hate to hear the word um on the radio or any type of interview. <laughs> We're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to be back with the newest member of Blake Carrington Presents, Jay Brinkley. All right. We're going to hit you with some of that Yo Gotti and Blue Marley. This your boy, Yo Gotti. Gotti. To my muscle, bitch, I'm living. Yo, God, it told me he got work. I said, OG, let's get it. They do my dirt with no co defending. I know they snitching 30 inch wheels, but he broke. That boy got no ambition. I was 16, triple beam, leaning on him. No, the street couldn't hold me. They triple teaming on me. I remember telling Frank, boy, I want a bag. Now I'm shopping with my bitch, all she want is Chanel. Went to sleep, count sheep, I woke up counting money. If it's right for the price, tell him I can run it. Remember, I ain't have a pot to piss me. Started whipping, 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 now look how I'm living. Chili in it, big got all my chains on. Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine on. Told that walker flocker got that flame on. Just me jugging with my rich homie. Hey, hey, this I live. This I live. This I live. This I live. I really live it like for real. I really do this shit for real. A hundred twenty carries, don't get yourself embarrassed. But I paid for the cross, I could have bought a navy. Four thousand thirty two grams, say one. Home damage chain, that's what I paid for just one. When I was young, they labeled your boy damn fool. Twenty two's enough on my Benz truck and my old school. You get the picture, the money, it ain't the issue. Six figures before the rap game, now I'm a little richer. Homie, still a real nigga, yeah, and I do real shit, man. West fucked around with star shift to my whole brick. Down the spring field, nigga, get it how you live. Real recognized, real and don't pay the fucking bill. Broke niggas 
this motherfucker And this is how I live, motherfucker This your boy, you got it Jerry and this bitch got all my chains on Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine on Told that Walker Flocker got that flame on Just be jugging with my rich home Hey, hey, this I live This I live This I live This I live I really live this life for real Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. I want to say shout out to Bird School Records, Rick Ross Music Group, all the independent artists that are always sending us music. We really, really, really appreciate that. We get some exclusives. That was the song with mm-hmm. Yo Gotti and Blue Marley, uh, which is hasn't been released yet. We actually got an exclusive piece of it, so it's getting released soon. But we do appreciate mm-hmm. all of them that are always sending us music. They're always hitting me up. I got a call the other day. It was, it's just awesome. It's just an awesome experience to be able to, you know, have PR people or execs or, you know, just to be able to hit me up and say, you know, I got somebody that wants to come on shows because we do shoot, mm-hmm. we do too. We have Let's Chat, but we're also on a Real Raw Radio in the Clubhouse, which is now on Queen mm-hmm. City Bullies. Mm-hmm. And it's just awesome, awesome. I just really, 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 really appreciate them. They are always looking out. I think I get music every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we've had a number of them on the show, so our archives are so rich with such talent and great guests. So please check out our archives. You won't be disappointed. And you may catch Leisha acting up a little bit. You know, sometimes i got to tame her in, but don't tell her. Uh-uh, it be Tony, y'all. <laughs> Tony be putting her pearls inside the safe over there, and she closed the door, and it be just, she be in live action. In the words of Aaron Bebo, she be in live action. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time though We do have a good time If you enjoy our show and you want to support our show Because this is a free platform That we provide for artists And if you want to be a sponsor of Let's Chat Just send your request to the chat radio show At gmail.com Or if you have If you're an independent artist and you have music If you're an author and you'd like to be a guest Just hit us up We'd mm-hmm. love to have you on And be able to Showcase and, and put your work out there, put yourself out there, because it's never it's never easy. Um, we do what we do because a lot of times as readers, you feel an author's passion through their pen. Um, but if mm-hmm. you don't know them, then you have to feel their passion through their personality and why they do what you and being able to experience that. And sometimes mm-hmm. that is just enough, you know, to 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 bait and catch a, a good reader. Right. That's so true, and that's why we do Absolutely, do. and speaking of new, absolutely, speaking of new authors, this is the newest author added to Blake Carrington Presents team, Jay Brinkley. Hey, how are you? I'm doing fine, and yourself? We are good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm maintaining 
social work um i really enjoy writing so i spend most of my time uh, writing poetry my first book was uh it was a fiction um which was called tears of evidence um my second book was emory's deja vu which was a romance book third one was a poetry book so i'm like showing my flexibility of the stuff that I can write, but at the same time, it's still, um, you know, soulful. You know what I'm saying? It's still coming with a meaning. Um, mm-hmm. So I just enjoy what I what I what I what I do to be able to to connect with people on a regular basis, like people just throughout life, uh, friends, mm-hmm. family. So so far, people have told me that you know they basically enjoy my work. Um, I started writing when I was probably like I would say about 19, but I didn't believe like that I was pretty much good. So pe- you know people kept telling me like, man, you need to put it out, you need to put it out. So I said, all right, you know I took a chance at it. So far, people liked it. So that's where I'm at. All right now, and this is Tony Jonas. What is it about writing that gives you so much pleasure that nothing else seems to be able to touch it? Well, just the just the freedom to be able to create, um, to be able to touch on issues that uh, happen in our daily lives. Um, you know, it basically gives you the flexibility to be able to put yourself in other people's shoes and mm-hmm. to 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 basically step outside of your own own opinions because a lot of times we get caught up into our own you know um, belief system. You know what I'm saying? So that what make people judge, judge, judgmental, which, it, you know, judgmental can be good or bad. You just got to know when to actually insert your opinion about a particular issue. So um, I just try to be a little more um, flexible with it, be more of a listener, pretty much where I'm at with that. Absolutely. Now, we want you to keep your cyber eyes peeled because we're actually going to do a poetry night uh, on Let's Chat one night. So we want uh-huh. you to, you know, come out here and, and, and show some skills. We're going to keep you we'll posted do. on that. Uh-huh. Right, please do. Absolutely. Now, tell us a little bit about your book. Um, Tears of Evidence was more... It was it was really more personal to me because I took a lot of, you know a lot of my personal experiences and incorporated within the within a book. Um, Troy basically was going through a lot of hardships and it like, um, but no matter how many trials and tribulations that he he um, encountered, that he always remained um, 
focused, strong. He already made uh, the best of the situation. So I guess the overall theme to that book was based on, like, no matter what you go through in life, that you can always better yourself, no matter where you're at. Um, so my second book, uh, Amber's Days of Days, I wrote, it was more of a love story. Um uh-huh. That was, you know, I took a lot of my personal uh, life even and put no and uh, put it into that book because um, it was dealing with a relationship that I was in and uh, one of the major major factors that hindered the relationship was uh, the communication, the, you know, the communication and uh, basically the the uh physical inter- uh interaction you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so what i what i actually wanted to point out in that book was that a lot of time dealing with relationships we have to be more attentive to you know our spouse or you know our significant other um communication is the key trust uh coping coping skills you you have to have understanding you have to you know be flexible because you can't always have it your your, your way, and you no know, the uh, significant other can't always have it their 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 way. You know what I'm saying? They have to be some uh-huh. type of compromise. They have to be some type of balance. So sometimes people refuse to uh, compromise because they be so uh-huh. set in set in their ways. So that can also bring forth a division within the uh, relationship. Uh-huh. So. Um, so that was pretty much what I was pointing out. It was just more, and, you know, and I also spoke on, like, current events dealing with uh, the police brutality and uh, the way that we treat each other as people. Um, so I dropped a couple of jewels on that. So it's, it's sort of well, well-rounded on that end. So it's love and it's about education. That was what, you know, uh-huh. the, the, you know, the two uh, focal point was about that book. The third book was dealing with poetry. It was just a bunch of free verse poems. Uh, I try not to really get into like the uh, rhythmatic or uh, the rhyming uh, poems and stuff. I just pretty much just let it flow. Um, whatever uh-huh. I'm thinking at the time or whatever I'm feeling though, uh, I might assess the situation and I pretty much put it on paper. Um, uh-huh. But the overall uh, theme is that it have a moral behind each each um, poem that I've written. Mm-hmm. Wow, you said a mouthful. Loud. You, no, let me find out you're trying to loosen up on less chat, Mr. Jonas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this, mm. this is Tony, you know. I don't know where he come from. I know, right? <laughs> you know, you write about love, you write about poetry. Now, what does each of those genres, what do they give Jonas? Uh, what 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 uh, genre again? I mean, uh, you know, you write poetry. What do they well, you, you write about romance. What do they do for you? What does each of those genres do for you? Personally, uh, it helped me as a person. Period. Like I was saying earlier, that uh, being real slow to speak on situation, you know, a lot of time people be so quick to insert their opinion, but they lack the ability to be able to, or should I, should I actually say the, the, the proper discipline to listen to what somebody else 
going, going, no, going, going, no, they going doing whatever. They mm-hmm. want you to hear their side, but they don't want to hear another person's side. So, um, I just, you know, it just taught me just discipline, um, to basically be reasonable. How to, you know, it teaches me how to to uh, make ethical decisions or rationalize. Because even when whenever you write books, uh, you, you know, you basically create characters. You basically have to be those characters. So you have to put yourself in that particular uh, character and and and, and Distinguish yourself from other characters and say, I I want to think like this, or what is the message that I want to relate mm-hmm. to the people? You know, if they, if a person sitting back reading it, wh- mm-hmm. how how do I want to come off to them? Do I want to come off aggressive? Do I want to come off uh, humble? Do I want to come off, uh, uh, you know, uh, egotistical? Or, I mean, you know, I mean, there's so many different uh, levels or personalities that you can uh, present. So. Mm-hmm. It gives you the flexibility to be able to just put yourself in different um, categories. Oh, okay. So let me find out you are a diverse person over there, Mr. Jonas. <laughs> Got the perfect crowd. Now, tell us how you hooked That's right. <laughs> how did you hook up with Blake uh, Carrington and his publishing company? Well, uh, I started out with a small company. Um, Life as a Dev publication. Uh, I wanted to be able to use that as a platform to get my workout. And once I got my workout, then I started doing a little more networking. It's a true saying that it's all about who you know. <laughs> you can have all of the material that you want, but if you lack the necessary uh, resources, um, then you you know you pretty much gonna go through a array of like. Foolishness, <laughs> because it is a cutthroat industry. Um, you got a lot of selfish people, a lot of people uh, looking for a reason to try to get over on you. So you got to be real cautious. Got you know, you basically have to do your home homework. But to answer mm-hmm. your questions, so by me going through all of the uh, changes or whatever, I end up running across some sincere people down to earth. Uh, uh, Michelle Davis and uh, April free. I ran across them, did a blog talk show and we uh talked after the show or whatever and uh they actually checked out my work. They liked it and um so they were asking me what I was trying to actually do because I was telling them that I was self publishing. Um uh-huh. so they were like, Listen, you know, I I don't believe in y'all true to uh think that you can actually go places so they uh, reached out to some people and um, made it happen for me. So big up to them. Shout out to Free. Yes. That's, yeah. that's that, that, the, that power of M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M. the network. <laughs> that's right. Uh-huh. That yeah. power of the network. That's a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous thing to be able to do. Now, what is one piece of advice throughout that you have learned that has that you can give a newer author just coming out, um, something you've learned throughout your literary journey that has really just stuck with you that you want to share? Um, I always, I always be true to yourself. Um, do your homework. Make sure that you know the ins and outs of business. Um, basically, you know, try to put yourself around positive people um, and just follow your gut feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
gonna lead you, you know, that's not gonna, you know, steer you wrong. So you gotta, right, gotta pay true to that. Right, because there have been times that where I done been in situations where, I, where you know, where I was like, oh, I need to back out this one. <laughs> and mm-hmm. just so happened when I backed out all of the, you know, uh, things that I've been assuming, it came to light. So I said, whoa, you know, mm-hmm. got to be a little more cautious, can't be thirsty all the time. You got to, sometimes you have to be patient and just slowly uh, allow things to unfold for you. And let it happen. Yeah. So true. You're listening to Let's Chat, and we have the awesome talkative, really laid back, but we're going to try to get him going here. Mr. Jonas Brinkley joining us tonight. My name is Tony, and I'm joined by the fabulous Miss Alicia. If you'd like to ask Mr. Jonas any questions, just press your one, and we'll bring you into the chat room and uh, just pick his brain. <laughs> so tell me, Jonas, what has been Go ahead, Go ahead, Finish that commercial. What has been the hardest oh, lesson that you've learned in this industry? <laughs> <laughs> Works wrong, least. The hardest lesson. Mhm. Um. I mean, just want 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 things when I want it. <laughs> ah, that is uh, gratification. Patience. Yes, yes, patience. yes. Patience. Yes, patience is a virtue. So, um. That's why I say that's pretty much a major major factor. Um, patience, just 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 be patient. Within time, everything gonna be what what whatever is decreed for a person will automatically be you know that's still fall back mm-hmm. to that patient. So mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't want to have patience. We don't want to have patience. We all want it right then. <laughs> mhm. Live in that microwave world. Right now, I want what I want when I want it, how I want it, mm-hmm. and, and if I can't get it that way, I don't want it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's good to it's like that even in relationships. It's like that even in relationships, too, now. Yes. Yeah. That's very true. Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. Now, here on Let's yeah. Chat, we like to put people on the spot when they got those special skills. So we want you to hit us with a few little poetry, a little poetry hit us with some, you know, Little, a little thumb stomp. Give us a little sample of that Jonas Brinkley spice. Wow. Ooh. I ain't never said I'd be smoking born now. I said I write born. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretend you write it and give the word. ladies a let's chat something. <laughs> Come Ooh. on, share a little bit of your gift. You know, when you, God you gives you a gift, you are supposed to share that gift with others. You are supposed to bury it. Share it with us. But, but you know what? Just put a little something, something. Truthfully, truthfully, I never even memorized the poem. I just write them and just leave them as it is. It's like it's like. I know you got some written down dead. next to you somewhere. <laughs> mm, I know you got some written nah. down next to you somewhere. Come on, come on, we give you a minute. Come on, get it. Come on, hit us with a little something. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> truthfully, um, <laughs> lately, 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 I've been working on you another project. You see how he's trying to dance? Let it go. Uh, I ain't never done it like that. I don't like the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Honestly, though, I never, no, 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 I never tried to actually memorize a poem, but I just write it and I just let it, let it actually be, be what it is on the paper. But um, for the last like week or two, I've been working on a whole other project, which, which is not poetry. It was, it was. Uh, I mean, it's actually a book that I'm planning on um, releasing soon, probably next month sometime. Um, so I've been really putting all of my energy towards that. So I've been working hard. So okay, we're gonna have to have you work but, harder but on that on the time, spot action. The next time I will be ready. Next time you come on the put me on. Yes, next time. <laughs> You're going to have to, you see, you got to stay ready so you ain't got to get ready there. You got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Because when you come on here, ain't no telling what we're going to ask you. So next time you come, I see. you better have your I little see. piece of paper with a little something written down. So, so yeah, they're going to ask, and I'm ready. I got it right here. Yeah, it's a good, you know, it's a good thing that I'm getting a um, taste of what, you know, the type of stuff that y'all uh, put out there. So, therefore, I'll be ready next time, though. All right. As long as you be ready, you gotta stay ready. You never know what's gonna come out of the ladies of oh, us chat. You know, we we put you on the spot. I see. <laughs> we have to. We have to. We created this platform so people can experience you. They can experience you, your personality. What 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 pulls you? What moves your pen? What drives your pen? Your passion? Why you do what you do? And that allows readers to be able to be introduced to you, you know, if they didn't already know your work. So, you know, the best thing is to get word of mouth going, but when you don't have that, you have your personality. So that's why we like to put you on the spot and ask you different questions because we want to pull you out so you can be presented to the world. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But it's okay. We're going to get next time. Have, You're going to be ready. You're going to be ready. I have, you know what I'm saying, um, a poem on standby, and I have some extra. I have couple more hidden hidden talents that I uh haven't presented to the world. <laughs> oh, we gonna get some extra, okay. We like extra stuff. We like gifts. Yes. <laughs> yes, we like we like exclusive stuff too. We don't mind, we'll yes, wait. We We're patient here. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate you spending your time and taking us into your world spending time here on the chat room with us. Before you go, make sure you shout out all of your social media so people can catch up with you and your work and where they can get it. All right. Um, you can find my first three books on Amazon. Uh, once again, is uh, the first book was Tears of Evidence. The second one is uh, Amorous Deja Vu. And the third one is uh, Bittersweet, which is the poetry book. Um, you can catch me on Twitter um, at Jonas Brinkley Seven, and Instagram. You can catch me at um, Jonas B Thirty One, and on Facebook, uh-huh. Arthur J Brinkley. Okay, you said Matthew number thirty one, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now we want to point something out. I'm gonna point something out real quick. You can tell a southern man when the southern man gets nervous and you start to hear their accent. I just heard his southern accent the whole time. We we got you flustered. It's okay. You'll be ready next time, though. No, nah, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Trust me. I'm, you good? I'm great. 
You can yeah, enjoy your journey here at Let's Chat. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed my time. I enjoyed this okay. moment. Okay, okay, we gotta come you. back, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and make sure you come back, Jonas, okay? I hope we're oh, you me, I will. No, no, that's one thing about it. I face all opposition. <laughs> okay. Head on. All right. All right. All right, all so right. you're gonna be ready next time. So we're gonna be waiting on that. We appreciate you all for right. coming through. Yes, all we right, do. So thank I enjoy you. Thank you all for taking my Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 I love messing with him, Lee. He was a good kid. We do that. We do that. We do that. Yeah, we do that. We do that sometimes. We do that to people. We get that a lot. You know, sometimes on the air, we're like, can we get a little hot 16? By the way, Mm -hmm. we're supposed to have a little uh, mixtape called 31 Flavors. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we make sure that when it drops that we play a little bit for you. Mhm. Yeah. Somebody mm-hmm. came Absolutely. on and they they promised to do a little mixtape, little song called Thirty One Flavors, just for us. So we, you know, we get that. But we appreciate all of our <laughs> guests. We're gonna take a brief break, and then we're gonna come back with Mr. Hakeem Stokes. All right. <laughs> Let's hit them with that. We're gonna do our favorite. Keith Robinson, yes, Keith Robinson is more than just an actor. He is an independent artist as well.
we are back. That is Keith Robinson, friend to the show. You will remember him in Dreamgirls as Effie Sir. Yes, he is an independent artist as well. We've had him on our show before. If you want to check out our archives, we have tons of celebrities, authors, doctors, lawyers. Check them out. Check out these archives and archives from Real Law Radio, the clubhouse, which is on every Wednesday. So make sure you, you, you get acquainted with the crew. Now we have this guest here on Let's Chat. We actually met at the Harlem Book Fair. And he is an erotic author. And we're going to mm-hmm. bring him in. Hey, Mr. Stokes. Peace and blessings. How are you? Hey, Mr. Stokes, coming up in the chat room all deep. How you doing? It's Tony. You ain't got to be talking about my very wide up in here. So you're right. <laughs> how, you, how you doing, Miss Tony? How you doing, uh, doing. Queen Alicia? Queen Alicia? You are we doing fine. We doing so good. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Thank you for having me on. We appreciate you taking the time out to be on. Now, for all of those that don't know who you are and they're not familiar with your fire pen, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Yes, yes. Okay, my name is Hakeem Stokes. I'm an author from out of South Philadelphia. Um, I have six works of heart out now. That's what I call my work. I call it works of heart. Uh, one is I Need You Too. That's a novel that uh, about a, a brother that realizes uh, the virtues of monogamy. And I also have a, a second novel. It's, it's, called, it's entitled At 12 After. And uh, basically it's uh, when adolescence is lessened and life teaches hard lessons, will friendship remain? And I have three books of uh, poetry. Uh, which mm-hmm. is Elixir, Reality, Life, Conscious, Struggle. And I also have my latest one, Concepts of Intimacy. Uh, that one is poetry that traces the steps of a relationship from courtship to nuptials. So basically you're not just trying to get with the sister. You're trying to be with her for life. And my last project is the Purple Orchard Syndrome, which are candid conversations with men in regards to their fathers. Uh, I interviewed 12 men between the ages of 21 and 71 and asked them very Mm -hmm. deep personal questions about how it was growing up without a father in the household, how it was being a, a adolescent without any guidance, uh, uh, male guidance, you know, as far as like uh, a mentor, uncles, or even just that that old head around the way, like just how you uh, came up and how you uh, survived in life and what you did and the pitfalls that you uh, faced and how you you may or may not have conquered it, how you may have uh, succumbed to it. So they were very candid in their answers. It was a very, very deep project. Mm -hmm. Wow, that sounds deep. Now, this is Tony Hakeem. You say you interviewed uh, men from 21 to 71. Now, that's a very deep 
range. Now, what did you come away from that was, you can kind of say, the most common denominator in that 50-year range? Unfortunately, that the same, because I asked them 30, 33 questions in the book, 32 mm-hmm. questions, I'm sorry, uh, that range to uh, from the most simple to the most complex. And unfortunately, all of the men that uh, were as though their father wasn't in the household because out of the 12, there were two uh, gentlemen that did grow up with a father in the household. Their parents were married. But out of that 10, unfortunately, their father had the same asinine excuse, more or less, for leaving. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that was uh, that was saddening. And it's just, you know, we just stay in that downward spiral of, you know, oh, you know, not taking responsibility for your leaving, for your action. You, you're just trying mm-hmm. to blame it on uh, society, your spouse, you know, uh, lack of education, uh, lack of employment, and all, you know, a, a few other factors. But it's basically it all comes down, comes down to that person, that father, that male. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Now, this is Alicia, and I'm glad that you said that because I always say that nonverbal communication is stronger than verbal communication. So, And I think what you don't say but what you do um, speaks more, speaks volumes uh, opposed to anything that right. you can tell somebody. So when you are a, a father especially and you leave, you are still teaching your kids something. You're teaching them that right. as a parent, this is what you do. They right. don't have uh, another um, person in their world, like you said, or or in their neighborhood that's teaching them something different. What right. bit of advice would you give to a male that finds himself in a situation to where either he 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 left for whatever reason, um, whether he had to leave because of some wrong decisions or um, he left because of the inability to, to understand how to be a father. What, is, what advice would you give someone who finds themselves in that position and, and trying to contemplate leaving their children? Wow. Well, I would actually tell them to pray on it. You know, you definitely want to take all actions to the Father. You definitely want to take it to our Creator, and definitely have a, a, a an extensive conversation with God. You definitely want to dig into your Bible because what you're doing, your action is going to have a horrible. It can have a horrible uh, reaction. You know, it can have mm-hmm. a bad, uh, a negative uh, recourse. So you definitely want to. Uh, try to measure out uh, what what's the what's the more uh, positive gain you leaving or you staying? Because I mm-hmm. mean, if you you leave, you're gonna it's gonna be an ill effect on that child. And unfortunately, you leaving because times got hard, or times uh, things didn't work out, and things of that nature. And like you said, completely leaving, not just like oh, okay, uh, unfortunately. Uh, your mother and I didn't work out, but I'm going to still, you know, give you support uh, financially and mentally as much as I can. Like, 
when you just totally leave, you're letting that individual know as well. I mean, not just the male child, but also the female child in the uh, household that it's okay to run. It's okay to leave. It's okay to just live without regard or any responsibility. Just drop everything and and just bolt out the bolt out of there instead of trying to stay and trying to make it work, trying to be more positive and trying to structure yourself whereas though you can say, Well let me break everything down and see why it didn't work and let's try to make positive strides to making it work. Let me try if it's me, let me admit that it's me. Let me try to uh retool myself. Let me try to be a better person. Let me try to uh get what I need to be a better father, a better husband, a better uh a better man. Uh-huh. And just, you know, try to stay. You know, I mean every everything's not perfect. Every situation is not perfect. This is life. You know, this is you know, not just millennial, I mean it's period. You know, things don't work out. And mm-hmm. but but there's also if there's a child involved you have to accept your responsibility. And unfortunately, you know, I'll probably catch a lot of flack, but unfortunately the mothers in the situation, if the if the father husband, whatever the situation may be, is trying to be there for that child, you have to let them be there. Even if he isn't financially responsible at the time or as of yet, still let him be a positive influence on the son or on the daughter. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, well, you're not giving up any money. You can't be here. Or, well, I I don't want to say you can't, but it's very negative to say, well, you can't be here because you can't give me any support or you can't be here because you and I aren't together anymore. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to mm-hmm. be with me, then you're not going to be with your child. It's like, right. okay, so you're saying right. to heck with your child. And more importantly, I'm worried about my feelings. I'm not worried about this child coming up and being a positive person in society. I'm just worrying about my feelings, my right. emotions, what right. I need out of life. So true. There's a difference between a baby mama and a mother, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's not that they, they both cannot be difficult because they can, but I think they're difficult for different reasons. Most of the time, the mother of a child, she knows that you guys' relationship didn't work out. You know, she's moved on. She wants you to move on. She wants to work with you so that you guys can just have a healthy relationship with your child and build them up. But a lot of times she gets difficult because of the lack of consistency because kids need to have a consistent, you know what I'm saying? They need need their their parents to be consistently in their life, not just whenever you feel like it, Um, opposed to a baby mama and, and don't inbox me. I'm just saying well, that's really a person that's mad at the fact that you're not with her um, or that you left for whatever reason, and she's fighting. Right. So she tries to make your life and the relationship with your, your child very difficult, and she's not looking at the consistency or how it's really affecting the child. She's looking at how can I get him to do what I want him to do. So there is a difference. They both can be right. difficult. Um, but I think they're difficult for different reasons. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and the, uh, the 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 wife or the mother uh, can feel that way as well. I mean, it's it's all about the mindset because you have some women out there that were just quote unquote baby mothers that have 
more sense of sensibility than a quote-unquote mother or a wife. I mean, it's just all about the mindset. It's all about the temperament and, and what have you. If you're like, okay, we didn't work out, and I'm for the, I'm, I still want my child to achieve in life. I still want my child to, uh, you know, be uh, benefit from uh, having his father in his life. Then that's what you go on. You you can't, you shouldn't, or it wouldn't be positive or fair to the child to say, well, we didn't work out, and just keep it moving. And I'll just make it on my own and blah blah blah. You know, it's it's it's, it's enough of that. I mean, and and, mm-hmm. and, and coming up, uh, right. if you saw, you know, to the male, you know, if you saw your father leave, and you know your grandfather left, uh, why would you do the same thing? Mm-hmm. You know, that so you just can't. Isn't, isn't broken. Yeah, unfortunately, and and it just continues. You know, there's a lot of you know strong cats that stay, men that stay there and what have you, but it, it takes mm-hmm. the, the strength of Gibraltar to do that because you're going to face a lot, you're going to face plenty of obstacles. Every day, day-to-day is an obstacle. You know, it's a race mm-hmm. and you just have to find out how to be the champion, how to how to win that race. Mm-hmm. That's true. Now, Hakeem, this is Tony. I want to step back to your writing because you have such a wide range of, of writing. You have the concept of intimacy, then you have the purple orchid syndrome. I need you too. When you was penning those books, what did each one of them show you about yourself that you learned? <laughs> well, uh, that's that's what I was saying about mentality and mindset. I was in a different space when I wrote each book. Uh, as a writer, and the writers that may be listening out there, they'll tell you you're kind of like. Uh, you have a multi uh, personality <laughs> type of thing, whereas though you're like one, you one. When you're writing, you have so many different characters in your head, and you have to become those characters. Mm-hmm. And as far as like when I wrote each uh, work of heart, I was totally in that space and time. So when I wrote "I Need You Too," which was my first novel. Uh, and like I said, it's about a, a a young man that realizes the virtues of monogamy. Not that I was in that situation, but I was once young myself. And to a young man, uh, sometimes you, you're not sure what you want. And you're trying to feel, you're trying to uh, see what the field is like. And that's, you know, mostly uh, young people, period. When you're like somewhere between that age of maybe uh, – uh, college age, 18 and 24, you don't know who you want to be with the rest of your life. You don't know who's your soulmate or whatever. You're trying to figure out what you like, trying to figure out what you into, your likes and dislikes, and, and what you may want someone to offer you. Uh, you're trying to figure out what your self-worth is and what your value is to someone. So that's the kind of like the age group, and, and, and I need you too. Uh, and it's a young man uh, trying to, he's dealing with, two women in particular and it's like well i get what i need from this sister you know sister a and i get what i need from sister b but i really just want one woman i wish i can just mesh the two and make one but i can't so selfishly he just gets what he needs from either sister and he's trying to uh, do the eeny, meeny, miny, mo type thing and see, well, who's going to fill out, you know, who's going to give me more of what I need. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of um, 
male or even people. That's what a lot of people do. They may deal with a few people, you know, one, two, three people, whatever. They might deal with two or three people, but they really just want that one person, and they're trying to figure out or they're trying to see who's going to give them the best uh, option, who's going to give them the most for of what they're looking for. Because you're not going to get 100% out of anybody. And that's not a negative thing. It's just there's so many other things that's going on. You can't give a person 100% of you. If so, you won't be able to do anything else. If you're far, you're so, you know, right. running up on this other person and you're trying to, oh, I'm just trying to please so-and-so. I'm just trying to please so-and-so. I just, I just want them, I just want to be at the every beck and call. I just want them to, you know, I just want them to be all about me and, you know, all that. You're, you're going to wear yourself out. So, you know, it's that 80-20 effect. You try to give them the most of what you can give them, but, you know, whatever else you're lacking, hopefully you guys can come together and, uh, you know, rectify that, like come to some kind of consideration and say, okay, well, you don't do this, but you do all these other things that are so awesome that I'm not worried about that 20% that doesn't happen. Maybe it can happen as time goes on. Or maybe you can alternate. Maybe I can get some of that 20 here and there. But that 80 is so great that I'm not even really worried about that 20%. So that was my mm-hmm. mindset with I Need You Too. My second novel, uh, at, at 12 After, that was, you know, an, a, a tad older story. Those gentlemen were in their early, their late 20s, early 30s. And it was dealing with a lot of issues that was going on. One guy was a quote-unquote baby father. One guy was married with children. And one guy was just, you know, a consummate bachelor. So try to cover all bases of uh, those walks of life. So it was like guys that were walking three different paths in life, but and still they were friends. So they would confer with each other on like well how do you how do you handle this situation how are you handling that situation what i would do if i was in your situation and their background situations were going on at the same time and they had to try to handle what was going on in life and you know try to maintain a friendship plus what was happening in their uh, subconscious because the reason why it's at 12 after at the age of 12 all three gentlemen uh sustained a very very damaging trauma that may have taken out an average uh, 12-year-old male, but they stayed strong within each other. And the book just tells of, uh, you know, how their friendship uh, fared because of the trauma that went on and different things, that difficulties that are going on in their life. Absolutely. And I'm, this is Leisha, and I'm very glad you brought up the 80-20 rule because a lot of times that's what what a single woman does. She basically, you know, she's fed up and she's like, well, I'm going to make my perfect man. So you got your, you know, your man that, <laughs> that takes you out, he winds you and dines you, and you got the one that does this, and you got the one that likes to make right. sure your hair and your nails is done. You got the one that right. doesn't mind doing this, that, and the other around the house, but you create your perfect uh, man with with multiples. Women do it all the time. And I think that the problem in society is that we fail to accept people, like really, really just as they are. Now, not I don't mean settle for just any old thing because most of the time we, we do settle. But it's what are you settling right. for? Are you settling right. for some BS? Or are you settling, what exactly are you settling for? But I think right. that 
just really genuinely liking somebody just for who they are. You know, sometimes when you say, now what is it that he does for you? I think that was in the Tyler Perry uh, play. Uh, the, the girl was getting married, and she was asked, what does he do for you? And right. she's like, oh, he takes me here, and he takes me there, and, you know, we go, oh, he's this and that. But, like, sometimes it's just like people ask me, well, what is it about your husband? He is his brain. My husband is like a big old brain. He's smart. And that's, like, the big thing. And a lot of people are like, that's it? And it's like, isn't that enough? I mean, you have to have right, something right. besides physical. Everybody is missing something. You got that that 20% is missing somewhere. And even with the right. 20% missing, like you said, you can make that up here and there. There's always a workaround um, right. to whatever is lacking in a relationship. But there has to be that constant piece of communication in that relationship for that workaround to happen. You know, I remember I was in Atlanta. Remember we were in Atlanta for the AANBC Awards and we we met a um a brother who had just he had just got out of jail. And so he was really like trying to like get it together. And so he was mm-hmm. talking about this young lady. He's like, you know, I, I really, really, you know, I like her. I, you know, I love her. But at this point in time, I don't want to be physical, da 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 And I just had to point out to him that sometimes it's your presence. It's not necessarily um, a physical thing. It's your presence that draws people in. That's that energy mm-hmm. that you share with that person. And even though you're going through stuff, Females, we go through stuff. Males go through stuff. You have to understand that you have to, if this is somebody that you want around, you have to feed their energy. Not not a physical, in a physical form, but you have to feed their energy. You have to give them your presence. So even if it's um, the smallest thing, sometimes you have to do that because you want that person to be around after you finish deciding and cleaning up and doing things that you want to do for yourself. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of times we forget that. We forget the other person. What do you think about that? Right. Uh, absolutely correct. Um, yeah, sometimes you can forget about, uh, you know, the other individual because you're so into yourself. But, you know, unfortunately, when you were saying about the settle, uh, a lot of people settle for loneliness, you know, for because mm-hmm. there's, there's that lack thereof. So they're just like, I just want a warm body next to me. I just want somebody to hold me every now and again. I just want to, you know, be with somebody. I'm so thirsty, you know what I mean? Like, they, it's a lot mm-hmm. of thirsty attitudes out here nowadays, and that's why they settle for anything, just to have somebody. And then, unfortunately, you have a lot of other folks that just settle for the physical. It's just like, wow, he or she knocks my socks off, and that's it. It's like, that's all mm-hmm. you have to offer, so that's not even 20%. I mean, you're supposed mm-hmm. to get the majority, not the minority. So it's like, okay, if this person is like, you know, gives me like they they uh, provide me with mind-blowing sex, but then after that, what? You can't depend on them for a bill. You can't depend on, de- depend on them for advice. You can't depend on them to have your back whatsoever. You can't just have a simple night of, uh, you know, something tangible. Everything is like, oh, okay, we're going to have sex? Oh, no sex? I'm out. You know, and... Mm-hmm. But that's not a relationship, <laughs> you know. I mean, that's that's a understanding. That's not a relationship. And some people try to make that un. Some people try to make that uh that into a relationship, and it always blows mm-hmm. up in their face. And not just not just females, but males too. I mean, because right now we're dealing with a society that's a. 
I call it a boomerang society because it was that, you know, like that movie Boomerang with uh, Eddie Murphy because it was like back in the day, you know, it was like men was, you know, hitting it and quitting it. Now you have a lot of females that's hitting it and quitting it. So, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of male, a lot of males are in their feelings now about, oh, I thought she was the one. I thought she was real. She was giving me what I wanted, what I needed, and I was trying to make it, you know, trying to make something with her, and she wasn't about that. She just was about partying and BSing, you know what I mean? So wow. it's, it's a lot of people that are out here that's trying to make, some, trying to force something to be that's not meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the situation. Now, this is Tony I came Outside of writing, when have you been your most happiest? Uh, wowzers. Uh, I don't know. It's been a kind of multiplicity. I mean, I've been I've been happy so many times in life. I'm I'm not a sad person. I mean, those that know me, they know that I'm a I'm a very happy person. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I okay. I try if I'm not if I'm down, I try to do something to pick myself back up. I think everybody should do that. I mean, if you pray, you know, not that you know. I know you're like, oh, this guy's always talking about the Bible, but I'm not extremely religious. But it's like, if you you pray on different situations, they will get better. They it might not it might be instantaneously or it might not you might have to work at it it's just like anything life you have to work at it to make it work so you know i just i pray a lot and i believe god will make things better i believe the creator will create a a more positive situation for you so whenever i'm down whenever i'm sad or whatever i know trouble don't last it certainly do not That's right. Now, you know, here on Let's Chat, we love to put our guests on the spot. And you mentioned multiple times that you were a poet. We want you to drop us a little something, just a little something on the side, just a little little sample. We love samples here on Let's Chat. A little snack here and there. Give us a little something. Okay, well, this is an excerpt from... My latest work of heart, uh, Concepts of Intimacy. This is uh, a poem that I, this is one of the poems that I like out of it. Uh, It's entitled, Yes, You. Yes, You. Whispering words become entangled in my mind. Your stare leaves me paralyzed. Still, my heart only beats for you. I now know love. It is everything you are. And that was it. I can give you another. Yeah, I can give you another one. It's uh, simplicity. Mhm. Okay. Simplicity. Okay. Entitled simplicity. Okay. What we have between us is deeper than lust. It's just above what they call love. The feeling is like no other. We found what previously was undiscovered. Newness, freshness, and its truest essence. Our hearts and minds found an infinite pleasure, never realized. Us. All right, Mr. Stokes. 
And if you want one more, let me give you one more. Okay, we'll take whatever you want to give us. Okay, yeah. Okay, now, let's keep it. You done soaked it now. No punishment. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is an excerpt from my first book of uh, spoken word, Reality, Life, Conscious Struggle. It's one of the entries that I love. It's uh, entitled Wondrous. Wondrous, I'm sorry. Okay. A quick peek leads to a subtle glance, to such a gentle look, and eventually a longing stare. An innocent thought, a knowing notion, slight consideration, a timeless ponder. Irresistible touch, kinetic minds, feverish bodies, magnetic lips. True nuance. Mm. And there you have it. You know, what I, you know what I like about that, Leisha and Haki? It's, it, it gives you a sense of sensuality. If, if I'm if I'm listening correctly, yes. you know, I'm not the most poetic person, but just my my um, newbie ear, it just sounds very sensuous. And is that what oh, you're trying to portray? Yes, All ma'am. I mean, it, yeah, uh, I have the the ear elixir. Is the poetry that's ex- is that is very explicit, um, mm-hmm. but I like to I like to tap dance on on your mind, on your on your nerve, on you know, in your membrane. I like to just you know give you peaks and glances of of different things, and and mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to just I, I like even when I write you know sections where I'm blunt with it, but. I believe, you know, I, I took, you know, creative writing in school. I was an English major. So it's like you have to be, I like it when it's, I like it better when it's creative, when you, you kind of like men are hunters. So you, you know, you want to make us work for it. You know, we love to chase. So I think mm-hmm. if you just put it out there, if you just make it mm-hmm. like, ah, I mean, there's an audience for that, but I mm-hmm. like it, you know, I like to do it like that, you know, just uh, make your mind wonder, you know, make you think, mm-hmm. you know. It's more enriching as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, you know, I'm going to give you, as you leave the chat room, I'll give you a, a fun question. And, uh, you know, we like to lighten it up a little bit as I guess leave the chat room. Now, if you are a superhero, I suppose this to our first guest, if you were a superhero, what superpowers would you possess? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. What superpowers would I possess? Uh, I like to be the strongest man in the world. I'd be like like to be the strongest man in the in the universe beyond Superman. I would just like to be the strongest man uh, below the Creator. I'd just like to be able to handle everything that would come my way and able to crush everything in my in my way. So I would definitely love to be the strongest man in the in the entire universe, right under the creator and right over Superman. Not bad, man. You know, a little unknown fact about Miss Tony that a lot of our listeners don't know, and I don't even think my co-host knows that I love superheroes. And I'm always debating on who is the stronger of all the superheroes, be it Marvel or DC. <laughs> just, a little, just a little fact about me, Lee. <laughs> and okay. our listeners, okay. but you know, you have to have some pretty superpowers to be that super 
the way you're, exactly. you're, you're giving it to us. So uh, we might have to have another show and talk about who's the most superpowerist. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the most powerist? <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> My pleasure, and my absolute it, pleasure. And if anybody have a question for Hakeem as he's leaving the chat room, just press your one and we'll bring you right on in. But while they, they, you get yourself settled, just shout out the social handles, Hakeem, so our, our listeners can follow you. And anything you may have that's coming down the pipe that you'd like to share with us. Okay, thank you very much. As stated, my name is Hakeem Stokes, an author from South Philadelphia. Um I'm on Facebook as Hakeem Stokes, H-A-I-K-E-E-M-S-T-O-K-E-S. I'm on Twitter, and I'm also on Instagram as Asafile Books. That is a publishing company that I'm I'm signed under, and um, that is A-S-O-P-H-I-L-A-B-O-O-K-S, Asafile Books. You can find me uh, also on Tango as well. So I'm on Twitter, Tango, and Instagram as Asafale Books. Um, as stated, I have six books out, uh, two novels, I Need You Too, and At 12 After. And I have three books of poetry, uh, Reality, Reality, Life, Conscious Struggle, and Concepts of Intimacy, as well as Ear Elixir. And I have one project entitled the purple the purple orchard syndrome and like you said i have a wide range of work so i'm sure i'm sure that i've uh written something that you'd want to uh review tickle that fancy (laughs) 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 also i'm sorry thank uh also uh i will be at the uh baltimore book festival that's in uh-huh. uh, that's September on the harbor, and I'll also be at the uh, African American Authors uh, African American Authors uh, Festival that's in uh, Maryland, uh-huh. and I believe that's it. Yeah, I believe that's it. I um. Um, that's a lot. What well, do you mean that's it? That's that's a lot. You keep them busy right. and productive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was at every. I, I, I believe I did every, darn near every uh, festival on the East Coast uh, <laughs> this mm-hmm. uh, season. So getting I, out there, I, getting I, that brand. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful time, and I look forward to doing many more uh, in the future. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's called the uh, African American African American Authors Expo and Multicultural Book Festival. So that's at, right. that's going to be actually at Morgan State University in Baltimore. So mm-hmm. that will be uh, that will be October 15th. So if you're in the Baltimore area, please come down to Morgan State University. Um, October 15th for the African American Authors Expo and Multicultural Book Festival. I'm sorry, fair. And if you're still in the Baltimore area, September the 25th, uh, come down to the Baltimore Book Festival on the, uh, in the Inner Harbor, National Harbor. I'll be down there. So you have two chances to see me. Busy. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. 
I might even peek uh might even peek into the Collinwood Collin Collinswood Book Festival in uh southern Jersey. Uh that's uh October first. And um because that's later on in the afternoon and uh in the early afternoon I'll be in West Philadelphia doing a book signing at the uh world famous Hakeem's bookstore on fifty second street near Locust. Uh, uh-huh. that's, uh, that, uh, Hakeem, um, is no longer with us. He's in the essence, but he established his bookstore many years ago and he was a prominent, uh, fixture in our, in our fair city of Philadelphia. He brought a lot uh-huh. of, uh, culture and awareness to our city and I'm proud to be going there and doing a book, uh, signing at his, uh, establishment. So that's Hakeem's uh-huh. bookstore in West Philadelphia on uh, 52nd near Locust Street, and that will be October 1st. Mr. Busy Man, Hakeem, so make sure you get out there and support him. You have many, many various venues that you can get out there and meet him. And, you know, anytime an author is having a book signing, try to go out there and support him. Even if you don't know him, get to know him. It's nothing like an yeah. author out there hustling his way. So, Hakeem, thank you once again for joining Nisha and I here on Let's Chat. Our door is always open. You're always welcome back. And uh, thank thanks you, for thank joining you. us. Thank you, thank you. You can also, uh, I'm also, uh, my books are also available on Kindle, and you can get the uh, hard copies off of asafalebooks.com. Thank you very much, Ms. Tony and um, Leisha, for giving me this opportunity, this platform, to present my works of heart. I, I greatly appreciate it and look forward to uh, coming on the show in the near future. You're very welcome. Thank you. Oh, we appreciate you. Thank you. You have a great evening now. Okay, you as well. Good night. Peace. Okay. Good night. Leisha, so Another epic show, T, another epic show. Yes, we had a great show. It was a plethora, you know, it's a different range of guests tonight, and I think each one did what they do, represented their own genre and pen. So it was great. We got the newbie, our first guest, Teresa. She, I loved her energy, and it was so nice to finally meet her, pretty much quote-unquote meet her, but... We had a great time tonight, once again. Absolutely. And it really, really fed into our topic about just let go and live. You know, each of them have have come to this that point in their life where, you know, this is what I'm doing, and, and they're really just living their dreams and their passions, and it's just an awesome, awesome experience. We appreciate mm-hmm. everyone that has hung in there with us, listening or streaming our show live, whether you're on Blog Talk or iTunes, you can catch us on iTunes as a podcast as well. We do appreciate everybody. Make sure you check us here tomorrow. We will have three fabulous authors, Jasmine Williams, Perry Forrest, and Jada Pearl. They're going to be live in the chat room kicking it with us. We will see you guys tomorrow, and we out. Thanks for joining us. Good night. Got dreams on a sunny day. Six rings like MJ. Yeah. Winning. She said she never ever been with a star.
The finest fabrics that just pay the chain. No need us arguing over petty things. Look, we'll pull up and foreign horses on the jacket. Green light on gold, baby, who gon' stop me? Girl, rub me three times, I grant you wishes. Don't need no mental toast to give you kisses. Start flashing, I be like that girl, you blowing up. I so you skating on, no need I'm hating on you. Louis, I'm lacing on you. Nothing is basic on you. Smile on your face, made me say, girl, you so beautiful. What I got in that safe, that's only for me and you to know. She said she never ever. 